Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizdira. Kit. Bria. And Flick. Last week, Mipa, Zagara, and Kashak returned from an afterlife with Bizdira in tow after a Remembrance Day ceremony gone wrong. Though we enjoyed getting to play other characters for a few weeks, it's time to hop back to our regular party and move the story forward. Will our adventurers manage to get off TLR? Is Sniv really a sailor and a captain like he says? Uh And since this sounds like lots of travel... How many tedious random encounters that accidentally nearly TPK the party are we going to have before they arrive at the Eastern Island? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. I had a lot of trust in Sniv until now, I think. I'm just curious. When I wrote that... Oh, here we go. (laughs) No, I am... So for those of you at home, I've only listened to part one of these bonus episodes, special episodes that uh, happened while I was unavailable. And I love the fact that you guys talked for like three minutes about how I wasn't there to interrupt (laughs) the gameplay. Yes. Um, But I actually do have a question. Why is the capabilities of Sniv suddenly coming into... um, Question: Did I miss something there? I'm guessing. No, I mean, I we're about there. to sail away. Come okay. sail away. I think he just likes messing with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually da-da-da-da. do have a question. Uh, this is okay. a question for the group as a whole, with Kit's approval. I'm wondering <laughs> okay. if every time that Kit needs to roll, she selects one of the three of us to roll for her. <laughs> and then we can roll for her to see if maybe that improves her luck a little bit. Oh, actually, if you guys want to hold on one second, I'll get the dice that I use for my non-podcast D and D, which tends to be better. And we can try that out today. I think it absolutely works. Have sorry, you, you have doing? non-podcast dice? Like, yeah, how? Those are my non-podcast dice. I cycle through all of my dice depending on the, the quality of the rolls. Well, and that's I don't a have lot. room in my fancy box for all of the dice is the real problem. I'm telling you, I'm just waiting on the phone call from one of the dice companies to pull you out mm-hmm. of the hole. And then what a great marketing campaign that right? like their dice saved a beloved character. Or it'll just continue <laughs> to be terrible. Um, or, or that. <laughs> but they'll be terrible and very pretty. All right. So DM. DM. Can you paint me a picture of what is currently the status of everybody and where we are, what we're doing? Yeah, so you're Since- in the node chamber. You, okay. uh, What you remember is running down to the node chamber to grab Flick and Bria to go help Kit out of the clutches of the dragon. Totally wouldn't have done that, by the way. But okay. I'm aware, but I needed you to because you weren't <laughs> here. Yes. Uh, so you did that, uh, and then you ran back upstairs to help Kit, and Kit had already helped herself, so you ran back downstairs to the node <laughs> chamber. And you remember deciding to participate in Robert's ceremony... Uh, and watching Bria draw some of those pictures, and you remember reciting some of the names, and then there's this fuzz, and the next thing you know, you're standing next to the node, looking at your friends, who look like they're talking to Zagara and Meepo and Kashak, and sort of confusingly, like, you're still sort of breaking out of your fuzz, and so it doesn't totally make sense, and so 
before you can really sort of respond to any of it, you see Kashak and Meepo uh, fade from view, and you see Zagara begin to fade from you from view as he, in his incorporeal, ethereal form, runs towards you, sort of throws his ghostly arms around your legs and disappears. And it, it it's a sweet thing. You don't have to yes. be afraid. Yeah, well, I mean, I I didn't t- I didn't tell her what kind of thing it was because I I don't know how Bizdira would take that because that's what she saw. So, so <laughs> Zagara came running at me. Uh-huh. Ghost and Zagara. And his Ghost Zagara came running at me through his arms around my legs and disappeared. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at people now and uh-huh. still very confused. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say, "Hey, Biz, welcome back!" And then I'm gonna, "Ooh, what lie am I gonna tell?" Didn't um, we like dogpile her? Didn't we cuddle or not? I think did I we imagine did. that? I we think you might have. have. Okay, so yeah. then we're on her, and I say, "Hey, Biz, welcome back!" And then I say, um, "You killed the dragon. You killed it so good that you passed out." Because you were exhausted from killing this dragon, and you've made his hide into a coat. <laughs> Charisma deception versus wisdom insight. Your insight can have advantage because that was an absurd can I, lie. Can I assist in some way? Uh, assist whom? Assist uh, Bria. Uh, I'm gonna say. Tell I'm me gonna how. Say, uh, I'm gonna add. Yeah, he's agreeing. I'm, I'm gonna. Not I'm gonna say. Assisting. <laughs> no, no, I like that. What am I gonna say? I'm gonna say. Um, Tell me now. Oh yeah, I'm gonna or... get. Yeah, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna say, "Here's what happened." So then, <laughs> uh, you literally leapt up onto the dragon as he was flying away and pulled Kit out of its claws. And you bit and it. And at the same time, I was playing this really epic music, and then I pull out my flute and I go. And that's what happened. That's what I do. Is that yeah. assisting? Can she roll with advantage? I don't I don't think that's helpful. For what it's worth, I think wow. That is a very elaborate lie. Go ahead. I think that's what makes it worse. While this very elaborate lie is happening, I am make my one of my eyebrows is raised so far into my hairline that you it's can't gone. even see it it's gone <laughs> so i have to roll with disadvantage well that cancels out flick's dubious advantage fine it's an 11 biz oh no oh god oh fuck <laughs> biz rolled a nine. Yes. Oh, for oh, fuck's sake, my with where is my cloak i want my fucking cloak this is gonna be awesome um, uh, Robert is working on it for you, so when we get back from our trip, you'll- Wait, cloak? What are you talking about? My oh, dragon skin cloak! I said that she Should made a cloak out that of That was part of the lie. Oh, I forgot about that. Yikes. <sighs> Robert for sure is going to say, Query, what cloak? I'll say, hey, Viz, uh, you were in the land of the dead, apparently. You're good now. Ready to go on a ship? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wait, wait, we just turned 180 degrees and then some. I'm so confused. I feel like Biz needs to take another insight. <laughs> I feel like Biz needs to make a wisdom saving throw. I feel like Biz needs to take a drink. <laughs> I All of the above. And actually, she rolled really well, so she's fine. Okay. She bounces back. So it's a lot, but like... You're able to focus on the fact that all four of your friends are here, the dragon is not, and Bria just said something about getting to the ship, which is really all that you want to do at this point anyway, because you can also see that all three keys have been retrieved. 
Um, I do have one more question. Yes. Why the hell did I see this Gar come running at me and grab my legs? Because Look, see, he we'll loves tell you on the now. way. I'm actually not sure. I can't remember exactly how much they said in the room, but I actually am not sure that the three of you have any idea why Zagara suddenly decided it, he wanted to hug Bizira. I, I mean, don't I think, think we, we could just say like he was probably happy that you they were able to get you back. We don't really know because that makes sense to me. Okay, shall we? Shall. Well, is we this have what to say traveling goodbye. with ye for are going to be like? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, Sniv. Um. I think that's going to be my new thing. Oh, Sniv. Um, I got to say goodbye to Robert. So I'm going to do that. They say goodbye back. In what voice? Oh, uh, I think they all say it in unison, which is horrifying. Oh, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? (laughs) Yeah, I am. Goodbye. That was a bop. <laughs> I know. I was like, I wasn't to remix it into like a song. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. Even with cuts, we've still f- pretty significantly surpassed the 10 minute mark. Yes. All right. We've, no, we've actually like, we've progressed. Like we've gotten up off the You're floor. right. We have a little bit. I'm going to ask the conjurer. All right. We're ready. What's next? Also, I'm hurting pretty bad on hit points, but... He says, um, well, next is I will lead you all through a series of tunnels that the Enclave has access to that will shave off a little time uh, for us to travel from here to the eastern edge of the island where we will arrive at the Enclave's dock and the ship that you, Sniv, will apparently be captaining so that you all can make your way toward the eastern island unless there's something else you all need to do in preparation. I don't think so. We didn't want to talk to the kobolds, did we? I don't think we really have that kind of time. time. No, I think we we said that someone was going to communicate with them. One of the guardians or someone was going to communicate with them what was going on. Okay. Lovely. Let's move on. Um, is there Great. danger in the tunnels? Are we gonna have to fight anyone in the tunnels? You're all gonna experience? die in the tunnels, but no. Uh, how much are you down, Bria? Or can I roll a medicine check of sorts? Yes, you can make a wisdom medicine check. And that actually is what he's going to say, because, like, he's not in great shape either. Uh, So he'll say, you know, the tunnels are pretty underused, so I can't say for sure. Uh, But they are pretty, they're also pretty well secured. uh, And we've never had any problems uh, with any sort of incursions or dangers in the tunnels themselves. Uh, But, you know, I'm pretty roughed up, as are some of you. If you would prefer to perhaps sleep on it uh, and leave in the morning, that's also, of course, totally acceptable. Uh, I also don't know what sort of, uh, how much you need to deal with these uh, incredibly powerful artifact items that I definitely want to ask a ton of questions about, but I'm going to forbear uh, if there's anything you need to do there, which is my way of saying it's been a while since you've had them, and they've shuffled ownership a couple of times, not the Shimmer Scale, but the others. Uh, So I didn't know if there was any reshuffling of the ownership of the keys that you all wanted to do before we left. Well, first of all, I grab it off of the ofrenda. Yes. The shimmer scale, that is. Yeah. Uh, Kit, I believe you still have the fire shield. Yeah, and... I'm going to offer it to Brea. Do you want me to have it? Um, I would like you to take it if you want it. You are probably more likely to do more close-up fighting than I am. When when she's in the form of like a bear or whatever, will it still work? It does not? Okay, then I'll take it. The I mean, the, the base level stuff, like the, the user reaction to do some fire damage doesn't work. Uh, okay. You know, you 
you still don't know what the higher level abilities are, uh, but at least what you all have unlocked so far, no, those won't carry over into her into her wild shape. And so, Bizdira, does that mean you want to keep the what you so lovingly refer to as the mind control key? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll take that. I'll take it with the. You, you kind of see like a flicker of something on her face when she picks it up, and she picks up her mask from wherever the fuck that was. I think when you came back, it's on you. Actually, oh, it's on me. Yeah, I think right. the picture of you that was on the ofrenda disappears, and your mask disappears and is on you. Okay, then no one sees a little flicker of something on her face. Okay. Anything else in preparation? Yeah, I'm gonna take this dagger from Bazdira. No. <laughs> you have a fire no. We're gonna shield. have that conversation on the ship. Don't worry about it. Okay, great. No, you have I'm the fire forward. shield now. You're good. We're gonna have the conversation on the ship. Great. So, are you all gonna rest before you head to the ship, or do you just want to go? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. No. Uh, wait. Do what? Yes. What? Here? Do what? Uh, I, I would like rest. to rest, but I would not like to rest in this chamber. Okay. Agreed. So do you want to, like, start going and make it a little ways and then rest? That's okay, fine. That's yes. fine. That's fine. Okay. I'm still afraid of the dragon. <laughs> yeah, totally. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, still right. alive. Yes. Still alive. Um, as is as is guard. Who knows what he'll get up to in y'all's absence. I rolled an 18 for the medicine check. Yep. How are you all looking? I have 11 hit points left. But I... if we're going to rest anyways, it's fine. Yeah. Well, we also were going out into the wilderness for a bit. We're going into tunnels. Well, we have to get to the shore, don't we? Yeah, but we're doing it from... We're taking the tunnels underground to the shore. Yeah. I have misunderstood this whole chapter that we are about to embark on, so thank Ah! you for clarifying, and I'm back. I'll tell you what. uh, Bizdira will walk up to Bria and lay a hand on her and use her healing hands. Oh, I was like, just going to lay hands. Lovely. Slap her. Thank you. So, That's what I thought. Seven points. Still going to get Welcome. that from you. I am very crispy from my encounter with the dragon. Yeah, you are. I have 13 hit points left, but I can also just use my healing hands, which should get me through. Yay. All right. So for the third time, are we ready to move on? Ready. Yes. Okay. So the conjurer leads you out through that uh, secret hatch in the node chamber into the tunnels that you came in through. Uh, you all can be fairly certain at this point that the doors of the Arcanium have once again been closed since you took the keys out of their places inside. Uh, at least you hope that's what happened. Uh, and the conjurer leads you down sort of in the same direction as that teleportation circle that you followed him to when you first met him. Uh, but he takes a turn right before you sort of get there and begins heading to what you assume or hope uh, is to the east. And he tells you that normally above ground, uh, you know, barring any uh, dangers or things that you might run into on the surface, the trip would take about a little over three days, uh, and it should hopefully just take a little over two, going through the tunnels, assuming no trouble along the way. Uh, He does say, you know... It seems that all of five of us are perfectly capable of seeing in the dark, but uh, it's generally pretty, pretty unlit and pretty uh, monotonous down here. So I recommend you all come up with things to pass the time uh, so that you aren't uh, stir-crazy by the time we get to a ship that you're going to then be on for also some time. Speaking of stirring, I'm going to pull out my spoons. <laughs> Is it time? Band practice. So you all go through the tunnels, and it is, as he promised, monotonous and dull. You can light... I mean, all several of you have the light cantrips. If you wanted some light, that's easy to do, but it doesn't. I mean, it only improves things so much, as there's not a lot to see down here. The tunnels themselves seem to be uh, sort of obviously cleaned up... uh, 
they're largely naturally occurring, but then they've been shorn up by construction and things like that. There are some areas that look like they've been totally done by hand to connect to other parts of tunnels. Uh, but even that, the, the worksman, the workmanship is, is sturdy and solid, but pretty, unadorned and boring. Uh, so that first night, you all get to a good resting place, and it sounds like, after all this time, you pull out them instruments and you have some band practice. Woo-hoo. I'm ready. Band practice. Just a performance check? A charisma performance check from all, please. Let's start with Kit. So far, the new dice are doing great. That's a 90. <laughs> Hell yes. Kit adding her melodious strains is really top-notch. Bizdira. That's what my banjo sounds like right now. Her banjo, after going through Guard's Domain, the heat and then the cold when you left, Things and getting are burned warped. by a dragon. Exactly, like the yeah. strings have gotten out of tune and you just didn't, you just need to take I, some time there. She's How bad was it? It was a two. Okay. Flick. That's why she didn't pop a string. She just... Just, just doesn't sound good. Uh-huh. Flick. Tis a 16. All right. So Flick with his pan flute now. I guess Kit's now the lead singer. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I had grass. <laughs> I never Oh, really that's sang. right. That's right. You never sang. That's right. All right. Oh, and should Bri- I give you what I perform or no? No. Bria. Yes, I'll get it from you in a minute. Are, I'll get it from you in a minute. Are hitting the tempo on one and two somehow? It doesn't really <laughs> what? make sense. I rolled a That's, six, so there is no oh, the percussion on this song is just you guys are not able to keep your beat. So 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 Kid and Flick are playing a really lovely duet, <laughs> and the two of you are just like hitting things. <laughs> I think maybe we're trying know. to dance. I picture doing that like um uh like farm dance where your legs are up in the air. <laughs> she said farm dance. Farm <laughs> dance. She did. She did. I wanna know what Sniv's reaction is to this. I think I think Sniv thinks it's marvelous. I think he thinks all of it is just really Can he roll for I bet you pirates are good at singing. No, Sniv just really he just generally he's not very good he doesn't try and sing himself, but he's very excited because our you can't have a proper pirate trip without you can't have a that's he doesn't know he's a pirate. That's not thing. <laughs> you can't have a proper ship on sailing the open seas without a shanty to a Company, the, the the vessel. I don't know. I also don't know what this voice is. Just it's well, just the morphing. no. It, I I'm mostly impressed by just the flawless transition into it. It was just we're going from DM in straight into <laughs> Sniv, and that wow. <laughs> Can I tell you? <laughs> impressed. As a journey. Anyway, he uh, he's very excited for you all to perform these shanties on his ship. Oh, gladly. I love uh, that he already refers to it as his ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, obviously. Well, he's the captain. Well, yeah. He's literally never seen it, but she's his. Of course. Are we resting? Yes. So you all can uh, long rest and refresh your sheets. Uh, and frankly, this trip through <laughs> uh, the tunnels is not going... Yes? You said refresh your sheets, and I literally was like... Wait, did we, like, make bedding in the tunnels and, like, tucked ourselves in and then we washed the sheets at the end of it? I don't understand. Sorry. The trip through the tunnels does take just over two days uh, and is largely pretty uneventful. Uh, So what I would like to know from you all is what you were sort of doing to keep yourselves occupied and sane and and what, what we should know about this couple of days trip. 
uh, underground to the edge of the last refuge. Well, I think now's a good time to tell the full... Well, no, we didn't know anything that happened. But I guess <laughs> give any sort of details as of far this as, era that we tried to cover up earlier. I mean, as far as you guys are aware, that whole episode took seconds, right? Like, the three of them, your three friends, vanished, and seconds later came back with Bizdira. Coolio. And she doesn't remember anything, so... Okay, so try again. What are you all doing for these two days? Well, I feel like there was something that we either had to discuss or ask, and I can't remember what that is right now. Anybody? Does that ring any bells for anybody? I mean, didn't the Conjurer have lots of questions about the keys? I mean, yeah, so, like, he'll pepper you all with questions about those, which we don't need to go through because we all know about the keys. Um, Bazira would like to, like, uh, use the time in the tunnels to practice her, like, parkour. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so that's how she keeps busy. Great. I love that. You all, you all know to, like, keep an eye out for flying Azamar. <laughs> I would like, like I to. I fly, too. You would like to, Bria? If I try to steal the dagger from Bazira, do I have to roll a sleight of hand or a stealth? A s- well... A I think it depends hand. on how you're going to do because it. Because it's, well, I assume that Bizdira never takes the damn thing off. So, sleight of hand. Are you kidding me? That thing is, like, buried in her robes. Fine, I'm just going to read my prepared speech. Since you're asking us to come up with things that we're doing. I have a prepared speech. Remember how I asked Twitter for their opinions on this? Sure okay. do not. <clears throat> yeah. I did. <clears throat> Bizdira. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this about the dagger? Are we doing the dagger talk now? Yeah, you said you wanted to do so. I think that's fine. Okay. I think we should. I think, I think this good. is great. Absolutely. Bizdira, your punches are magical, and all the dagger does is give you a, it says, measly plus one to attack and damage. If you end up in melee, if I, sorry, if I end up in melee for any reason and the enemy has resistance to non-magical weapons, my damage from sneak attack is going to be cut in half. Mm. Mm. Is a plus one... <laughs> is a plus one to your damage per round really worth losing up to 15 points of damage per round from me? Question mark? That was well-reasoned and well-spoken, except for where you started laughing halfway through. Well, it's me, but so... Mm. <laughs> I... Here's my question, if I may. Mm-hmm. May, I, may. may I ask a question? Is, well, I have a question. Is the name of this episode The Dagger? The Dagger. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. Give the also, people what they want. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I think this is a beautiful speech for a player to player, but I think I would like to hear Bria's <laughs> oh. actual game explanation to Bizdira. The explanation is essentially I don't get my sneak bonus on my magical attacks. That can't no, possibly be Bria the in-game or it. argument. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Bizdira, I can't hurt people as much with my magic. There it is. I'm so sorry for you. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to remember that we're not playing as a team anymore. Oh, God. Do you, <laughs> <don't> we, <laughs> do you understand <laughs> that Bizdira has been captured? She has been mind enslaved she has been used as a puppet the last thing she wants to do is give up any of her power even if it means helping one of her companions she will help her companion by stabbing somebody in the face but she will not give up anything that can help her do that but it's it's like very barely helping you because you have magical you can damage 
magically with your hands. So if something can't that be damaged by magic, then lot, I'm screwed. Though. That one point can mean a lot, though. Not as much as 15 points of damage. That is if you hit and if you get close. Whereas Bazir always runs up to the enemies. But the, I literally, my message back was, I will read this. She's not going to do it no matter what. So <laughs> I will think about it. I will give you that credit. But understand hey, Bazir's point inch. of view is that she does not want to give up any, any sort of advantage that she has based on experiences that she went through in Selsun. And especially currently, because she's now wearing the amulet again, all of that shit is coming right back to her, and she's having a, like, idea. a hard time as it is. Idea. You give me the dagger, and in and then you then attune to the fire shield, and then either me or Kit attunes to the other shield, because then you're gonna have, that's gonna give you an extra edge when people hit you. Can she not take it? Is that what you're, she That can't? is the question. Yeah, I can't. Oh, well, never Because it's, yeah. Fine. Never. You can only attune to one at a time. No, I but know. I was going to say that either like, me or Kit attunes to the other one, and she takes the oh, fire shield. But wouldn't that... In- that would leave her... Well, DM, can she use her other arm while the shield's on it? For various class-related reasons, she cannot use the shield. Okay, yeah. never mind. Monks, no. No armor, no shields, none of that shit. All right, so this conversation happens between us and continues to happen. But she's thinking about it now. She's thinking about it. She's also like, bye, and runs off ahead because she just doesn't want to deal with it. And she's faster than you. <laughs> oh, God. That's true. That's legit. So was that the day one or what? <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know. That was. Time. I think day one, yeah, was just the two of them arguing about this dagger <laughs> and you and I like walking I behind about, them like, oh, God. <laughs> I was just about to say, I think if there was any sort of like thing reminiscent of popcorn I think he would have made sure that it is (laughs) available. I am very curious though as to how like why suddenly this came up like I know it's been a couple episodes now but it's like was randomly it's since you've had had it I have had it written on my sheets I need to get this dagger from Bazdira and then every time that we've encountered I think it's been two or three times we've encountered something that I cannot damage because or I can damage with my magic but not with my sneak bonus which sucks Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be posh if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. We haven't had a new review in a while, and we are all jonesing pretty hard to read your awesome reviews, so put one in if you haven't already. We We'd really appreciate it. We also want to remind everyone that we, of course, have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much, much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on the program and a list of creators that we're patronizing are available on the Patreon page. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them so much for their support. Thank you to our honorary party members, Tanya, Sir Mox the Magnificent, Matthew Allen, and Shimmy Gangot. And to our Shimmer Skilled tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. 
We want to thank BattleBards for providing our fantastic theme music. You can check out their awesome library at BattleBards.com. We also want to thank Scott Buckley for his amazing scores, which you can check out at his website, scottbuckley.com.au. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Eldritch Foundry is an up-and-coming, customizable 3D miniatures company that prints your dream mini in extremely high detail. They have officially launched their website as of a week and a half ago or so, and they are gearing up to release their first content package featuring their Warforged or Wargast race. This package will be released in correlation with the Eberron book that's dropping, I think, later this week, or maybe by the time this comes out, will have already dropped. The folks at Eldritch Foundry have promised me even more details about this package for next week, so stay tuned there. Our listeners can use the discount code LASTREFUGE, all capital letters, all one word, at checkout to get 10% off your order at eldritchfoundry.com. Just use discount code LASTREFUGE, all caps, all one word. PAX Unplugged is coming ever closer, and we hope that we're going to see some of you there. Flick, Kit, Story Consultant Robert, and I will all be around Philadelphia all weekend, so let us know if you will, too. I've got two panels during the con that I'd love to see you at. The first is on Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. and is called Forgotten Core. Tanya DePass of I Need Diverse Games, Lauren Urban from D&D Beyond, Celeste Conowich from The Venture Maidens and DMnastics, and Hannah Rose and Kika Della Rose are all going to be joining me in Getting Back to Basics as we talk about some of our favorite and most overlooked parts of the three core D&D rulebooks. Then, on Sunday, from 11.30am to 12.30pm, I'm going to be paneling with GamerX for our Queer Quests, Buy Battles, Sapphic Stories, and Terrific Transformations panel. If you can make one of those panels, or hey, both of those panels, make sure you let us know so that I can say hi after. Of course, if you can't make it to PAX, that's okay. You can still find me DMing a super fun showcase of Wizards of the Coast's latest published adventure, Descent into Avernus, on Saturday mornings from 9.30am to 12.30pm Eastern. Then, Monday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, I'm the GM for a game of Overlight, a beautiful kaleidoscopic fantasy role-playing game published by Renegade Game Studios. Both of those live games are available at twitch.tv slash variantroles, and we always post the videos of those sessions to our YouTube channel as soon as we can, youtube.com slash variantroles. Okay, I think that's everything I've got for you this week. Thanks so much for listening, and happy gaming, y'all. So Flick and Kit, what, uh, what, let's, you get to run the show for day two. Uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you two doing? What, what fun stories of the trail do we have, do you have for us? Oh my god, these faces. Okay, so it's a very <laughs> uneventful day two, which is well, totally fine. I, well, that's the thing, is I have many things I could do. I could tell a story, I nope. could oh play a bunch of music, nah. and um, I think the <laughs> listeners would really enjoy if I did all of that for you now. Here we go. No, no. <laughs> I I would like to walk with the conjurer yeah. and talk to the conjurer and ask him about. I I want to get more details about what we're getting into and anything that we haven't he hasn't already told us. Um, but also, I'm just curious to learn about him 
and his past and his society. Uh, yeah, sure. What kind of stuff do you, like, uh, can you be more specific about what information you want out of him about what's to come? Um, I guess just, um, I guess my biggest, oh gosh, and I'm sure that we've talked about this and I'm so sorry I no, retained okay. none of it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, just like being sure that they are going to be keeping an eye on the situation, that we have a system in place, like if the tieflings were to begin some sort of horrific attack, mm-hmm. that we have a system of knowing that, or if they're on the move so we can be prepared, if they're going to come to us or anything like that. I just want to make sure that we're as prepared as possible for whatever the situation might be. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he will definitely, uh, you know, sending has no distance limit as long as you're on the same plane. So he'll definitely keep in touch should anything come up you know, regarding the tieflings or regarding TLR, regarding anything like that, he will certainly be in touch with you guys. Um, you had also requested to have a contact from the Enclave from the East. Uh, he has put that request in. God, it just sounds like such a bureaucracy. He's put that request in and, and someone in theory is meant to, to be out there, uh, to find you all at some point, uh, and make that contact in person. Uh, he has no idea who it'll be. And even if he did, he probably wouldn't know them. Uh, so he set up a passcode so we know it's the right person. Yeah, no, absolutely you did. Uh, and the passcode is um, butternut squash. Ooh, delicious. <laughs> yes. Um. So, shut up, Alex. Uh, <laughs> you saw me, listeners, I got so close to my computer screen <laughs> to make sure that I heard exactly what he was about to make up. Nutter butt squash. Uh, butter, not, uh, that was not on purpose. Nutter butt <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That's actually that it. That's actually what it is. Word. You're right. That's actually what it is. Is Nutterbutt Squash? Nutterbutt Squash. <laughs> that's what it's called on TLR. Great. Okay. Uh, so yes, yeah, so you talk to him. He, you know, he's still a little squirrely and cagey about uh, too many details about the Enclave and that society. But now that you all are, you know, sort of actively working together and have sort of agreed to to do these things for them to go check out these things that they wanted you to check out, he's a little more willing to tell you bits and pieces. It seems like it's a fairly... Because they are so dedicated to sort of opposing those who feel like the surface shouldn't be messed with, uh, they really do have to live a pretty isolated life. So he he can't actually tell you too much about the rest of the world underground uh, outside of the Enclave. But yeah, he can tell you some things about that, which we can can talk about when they become relevant. Sounds good. Is he getting any updates? Like, are they updating him on anything that's happening while he's been gone? I don't think so. I don't think there's anything that is act like needing minute to minute or hour to hour updates. Um, I think, uh, is there anything you had in particular in mind? Like, I don't know if like 500 people had been risen from the dead or something crazy. Oh, uh, no, he has not heard anything about that. You metagaming nasty I human. didn't ask him that. I was asking you that. Uh-huh. No, he does not get any updates about that. Uh, well, I guess he hasn't had any updates on the Azamar solo. Now, who's the solo artist? Um, the artist formerly known as Azamar. Um... <laughs> But I think I would like to request if there's anything specific that comes up with her. If I mean, do, they have eyes on her, right? We knew that they, from before. They don't. They had eyes on her when she left the Northern Island and eyes uh, that, you know, as far as they could just to like sort of confirm that she was headed east. But now that she's sort of out on the open sea headed east, they won't really be able to get a track on her until she arrives at the island, which at least so far she has not. Okay. Well, then that's what I want to know immediately when she hits 
the island, I think. Sure, sure. Okay. And so through all of this discussion, you all very slowly begin to notice a change in the air in these tunnels uh, after a couple of days of travel. And you begin to realize, well, probably not Bria, actually, but the rest of you, although I don't know, maybe Bria was uh, went to the ocean at some point in Faerun, but the rest of you uh, sort of notice the change in the air. Uh, it's it's warmer, it's a little heavier, which uh, sort of reminds you of Silfson, but then you get a whiff of what you only were able to really sort of notice when you were in uh, uh, the mage ascendants sort of keep that was right by the cliffs at the edge of the island, which is a bit of a tang of salt air uh, and a sharpness to the air like that in the tunnels. And as you go forward, you begin to see a light uh, that gets bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter down a tunnel, and you choose to, in fact, go towards the light, and there you find your death. Thank you for listening to The Last Refuge. No. Uh... <laughs> That's jarring. How disturbing. <laughs> uh, no. So you go towards the light, and the light opens out uh, onto a cliff face. And you find yourselves at the edge of the last refuge, sort of about two-thirds of the way up this great big cliff. And you can see, uh, down below, you can see the surf crashing up against the walls of this cliff. It is loud. The roar of the ocean and the waves uh, is incredibly loud. And uh, the conjurer sort of yells something that you can't really hear, uh, but he points down, and you can see you can see a crude set of stairs that have sort of been carved into the cliff face, winding back and forth and heading down the face of the cliff. Good, because I thought I was about to have to climb down all these rocks, and I didn't think that was going to go over very well. <laughs> I don't imagine it would, no. So the conjure begins to descend, uh, and the rocks are wet and slippery and crudely carved and uneven, so I will need you all to make dexterity acrobatics checks, please. This is exactly what I didn't want to have to do. It could be worse. I could have told you to make a strength athletics check. I'm Kit today. <laughs> Bizdira. 21. Very nice. Without any trouble, Bizdira makes her way down the stairs. Kit. 11. What did I set this DC at? Kit, please make me a dexterity saving throw. We'll come back. Flick. I also got a 21. Yay. Flick follows Bizdira down with no trouble. Bria. 12. 12 actually is enough to, to get down the steps, although while Bizdira and Flick make their way down uh, quite easily, you keep slipping and grabbing <laughs> onto them. <laughs> Uh, just like every step you take kind of slips out from underneath you. Kit, how was that dexterity saving throw? Pretty good, a 19. Great. So you uh, fall on your ass and slide down several steps, uh, but you're able to catch yourself before you sort of pick up speed and go flying off the steps and just off the cliff face altogether. <laughs> and I'm going to turn into a billy goat for the rest of it <laughs> and go down the stairs. Yes, you are. And so you, no, I think you just totally forsake the stairs and show off a little and just bound your way down on your own. I think so. After that embarrassing show, I yes. have to Myself. Absolutely, and it's very <laughs> impressive. It's a billy goat, so I don't need you to make a check for it. I think you just do it. Also, I like to, th- <laughs> I like to think that we actually go in that order that you just called us. So I like to think that she completely fell on her ass right in front of me, and I just like waltzed on past and was like, dude, dude, like I don't care. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's unfortunate, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> so I just keep going. 
<laughs> Such a team you all are today. Uh, so, as you get a little bit lower, a little bit lower on these stairs, you uh, can see that they're actually not leading directly down. The lower you get, they start to sort of head off to the right a little further. They stop winding back and forth and start to head off to the right, and they begin to curve around a little bit. And when you sort of turn this corner on the stairs, you just see uh, that there's a little cove with sort of a tide break at the entrance to it, so that the waves in here aren't nearly as bad. Uh, and you can see a crude stone dock and tied up to this dock is a well i don't know how much experience you all have with ships but a a good sized ship she's probably about 20 feet wide and about 60 feet long Uh, she's got a single mast in the center with a sail uh, all furled up and sniv is just lets out uh, a delighted little squeak uh, and hurries off towards uh, towards this dock does it have what uh, so many questions What's her name? I don't think she has one, so uh, you all and Sniv will likely be naming her. That's wonderful news. Are there provisions aboard? Uh, so yeah, the Conjurer would have told you at this point that they, uh, the Enclave keeps, uh, and and they've sort of, it's become rote by now, so you should probably check the supplies, uh, but the, the Enclave has sort of always just kept 20 days worth of provisions on board the ship and refreshes them whenever is necessary. Um, so in theory, there should be 20 days worth of provisions on board, yes. Well, I, I, I'm going to check that. Yeah, go ahead and make me a uh, make me a wisdom nature check, actually, to check out the supplies and see how they how they are faring. I would offer to help, but I have a negative one on that. <laughs> Tis a seventeen. Yeah, these look like they were replaced not super recently, but it's all pretty like uh, well preserved stuff. A lot of like salted meat and things like that. Uh, so you you should be fine. I, uh, uh, go ahead. Do I have like a little vial? Yeah, I just want to get some sand from from the TLR island to keep with me as like a, a little like keepsake just in case like to keep it with us to keep us grounded you know sure I like that I think it's probably here it's probably more uh, like gravel and small rocks because this isn't exactly like a beach okay. uh, but yeah you can totally get like small bits of the earth from TLR to put in the vial absolutely I love that okay I think we should break a glass on it on the ship <laughs> and name it at the same time I know you what you're going for but the- <laughs> I think we should just shatter some glass on this boat. <laughs> oh. I don't have a name for it yet. We have to. I think maybe maybe at some point we'll do it because we she needs a name first, and and I want to get to know her first. That's fine. All right, we can take a little bit of time for the name. Sure. Well, uh, eventually, Sniff has sort of disappeared onto the ship, uh, and eventually he resurfaces and just is is thrilled. Uh, he's very excited. She's a little bigger than what I'm used to, but it should be fine. All of the theory is here in Minogin. <laughs> I cannot wait to find out more about Sniv's backstory, so I really hope <laughs> you have it prepared. <laughs> Absolutely. I got pages and pages. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he's very excited. Um, he uh, sort of tells you that we've locked out, you know, uh, because uh, this ship, she can take care of herself for the most part. We'll be furling down the sails whenever we need to catch the wind, and we won't need to fanny about with the oars too much. Fanny. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. This is all fascinating. I'm on that boat. Let's go. I'm going to give the conjurer a hug. (laughs) Oh, he will feel very uncomfortable. Not, Not that he's uncomfortable hugging you, just like... He, I, I don't know. I don't think he can remember the last time he hugged someone. They're not really a huggy bunch, the Enclave. So, like, yeah, okay. It's, like, sort of awkward. It's just, like, a 
a little hug. Nothing yeah. too crazy. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. He has no problem with that. Are you it was still just a like, Billy Gold when you give this hug? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, he feels much better about it then because he's like, well, it can't be any more awkward than what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> As you get on board, uh, Sniv sort of says, uh, ah, well, she's dangerous out on the open sea, or at least that's what I assume. So uh, you all should get familiar with this. And he points to the uh, to the to the front of the ship where you can see a what looks like a giant crossbow mounted on the front of the ship with these enormous uh, like spear-like projectiles that can get loaded into it. And he says, yes, you all should be prepared to man the crossbow plus. That's I what they're realized called. The second that he pointed over, Bizdira was already like there, look, checking it out, looking over everything. She's not even listening to him. She's just like, this is cool. We've never heard Bizdira squee until this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we pull the the gangplank or whatever it is back onto the ship, mm-hmm. I am gonna go. Oh, and then I run back down to the conjurer, and I but I have to because I have to say goodbye, and so I grab his hand and get very close to his face. Oh God! And say, keep in touch now. Oh God! And then I pull up my flute and I go do 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 do, and that's all he gets. And then I run back up onto the ship. Uh, he literally doesn't know what to... I mean, even after all this time that he spent with you, he's still like, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, these are the people that are meant to help this world. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Can I go ahead and write that will in Last Testament? Last will and testament. Cool. What else? I'm ready. Let's go. Sniv is ready as well. Uh, so he Sniv asks for y'all's assistance because uh, it will be a lot easier to get the ship out of this cove if y'all are rowing uh, than to try and use the the sails and the winds to get you out there. So are you all down for that? Yes. Vizdira begrudgingly with all leaves of our the strength. crossbow thing. Yeah, and yeah I was strength. just thinking, I was like, None of us are that strong. This is going to be funny. So it's fine. The four of you together, there are, there are benches uh, with little oarlock holes in the sides of the of the ship. I guess I should describe the ship more, eh? 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 So you are all on uh, what is the equivalent of a keelboat, and everything, almost everything that we talk about for the next several episodes is going to come directly from Wizards of the Coast's Ghost of Saltmarsh, Nautical Adventures, and particularly Appendix A of Ships and Sea. Uh, So, this is a small sailing vessel, easily handled by one crew member, which is good, because Sniv's your only crew member. Um, There are a couple of lanterns hanging uh, around the top deck of the ship uh, that sort of can be lit at night to cast light across the ship. There's tons of rigging, uh, all that all sort of leads up to the main mast, which is about ten feet tall and has the sails attached to it. Uh, You really can actually climb the rigging uh, without any trouble and or check required it's all pretty pretty well put together as i said at the front of this uh 60 foot long ship uh is a what is actually a ballista but what uh sniv has decided to call a crossbow plus and there are 10 arrows next to that there are uh, actually 12 benches six on either side where you can sit and row the oars are about 15 feet long and sort of stick out of the railing uh the railing's like three feet high all around the sides of the ship there's a single cabin that has a few bunks in it uh some foot lockers and that's where all the provisions are also being kept at the moment i call it i call it the whole thing i i call a bed how many beds are there 
There are four total beds, so like bunk beds and, yeah, two each, two on each, whatever. Damn, I would feel really bad if he doesn't have a bed. We're not all going to be able to sleep at the same time. Someone's going to have to be watching the boat anyway, so we're going to have to take turns. Just a thought there. That was very diplomatic of you. Yeah. Good job, guys. So anyway, you all grab, you retrieve and grab uh, your oars and uh, you are seated in the center for uh, uh, whatever center four benches and begin to row your way with Sniv just living his best life, calling out commands to you all uh, as he steers the ship, well, let's find out. (laughs) Surprisingly well, out of this little cove. Uh, And you all are sweaty and you're working hard, but it's satisfying because that's a thing that apparently some people think is true when you exert yourself. I don't know. Uh... And you all immediately can tell, even without looking up to see where your position is in the water, you all can immediately tell when you're out of the cove and out onto open water, because all of a sudden, we start a-rockin' and a-rollin'. And the ship is moving, it is pitching and yawing, it is rolling from side to side and forward and back, and I need all of you to make constitution saving throws. (laughs) (laughs) Flick, let's start with you. That's a six. <clears throat> Bizdira? Uh, seven. Kit? Five. Priya? <laughs> uh, uh. Priya, what you get? <laughs> I've never felt closer to Bria than I do in this moment. I crit Did failed. you crit fail? <laughs> <laughs> the four of you are completely out of commission puking your guts out, (laughs) lying down in between bouts of nausea. You have never been so sick. Any of you. Clearly not. Oh, I guess I should, in theory, test Sniv. Oh, of course Sniv crits. So Sniv is fine. But the four of you are just green. And you spend the entire day absolutely miserable. You all have the poisoned condition until you take a long rest. And Bria, I think you have the poisoned you have the poisoned condition and should something come up in which it were important, uh, maybe other effects. Uh, but you are all absolutely miserable and as each of you throws up for the sixth or seventh time when there's just nothing left, uh, you all think we have so many more days of this. And that is where we're going to leave it for this week. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh. Oh, uh. I think it's safe to assume that none of us have ever been on a ship before. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out if the party's able to get their shit together and not be seasick for the next minimum 10, if not closer to 14 days. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bizdira. Kit. 
and <laughs> happy gaming, y'all. Oh God. Last week, Meepo, Zagara, and Kashak returned from an afterlife with Bazir. Mm. Though we enjoyed getting to play other characters for a few weeks, it's time to hop back to our regularly part. Mm. Zero one one zero zero one 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 zero one one zero one 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 zero one one zero one 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 zero one one zero zero one zero zero one shit. Zero one one zero zero one 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 zero one. <laughs> okay, here we go again. Is there any go. content in this episode yet? <laughs> no.